Okay, I'm glad you're here. I'd like to talk about um, Yosef uh, right now and just um, kind of give an, an overview about him and also to connect Yosef um, to, to the mitzvah of uh, Tefillin, which is not um, an obvious connection, but I think when I explain it, you, you'll, you'll see that there's, um, that there's a very strong uh, bond between the, the two. So, in thinking about Yosef, uh, I realized that there was this wonderful... If you, if, I'm really struggling not to use the term hero's journey. Okay, I just used it. <laughs> but, but there's an incredible arc to his life. And basically he goes from a dreamer of dreams to an interpreter of dreams to an actualizer of dreams. Let me say that again. A dreamer of dreams to an interpreter of dreams to an actualizer of dreams. Not only that, but, um, but we know that um, he had a very, very close relationship with, with, with Yaakov. Uh, and you actually see that there are two names, Yaakov and Yosef, even though they sound sort of different, um, it's actually the same name in many ways. Um, and I'm going to get into that in a, in a moment. But, um, but before I do... I want to talk about uh, Yosef's life in a, in, in a different way, which is that um, Yosef starts at the very, very top. And if you can sort of in your mind sort of like graph this, there's like this very sort of interesting kind of algorithm, which is that Yosef starts at the very, very pinnacle, which is he's living in, in Israel, and he's the top student of Arguably the holiest person that ever lived, Yaakov. So that's where, that's where he begins. Then he descends down, not just to Egypt, but to the lowest place in Egypt, to prison in Egypt. Then he goes all the way back up, and he becomes basically second in command, the viceroy of the greatest empire of ancient civilization. And then, Sefer Breshis, the book of Genesis, ends not just with his death, but the Medrash tells us that he was put into a coffin and then sunk to the bottom of the Nile River. So he returns back to the lowest, lowest place in the world. So he starts at the highest place, goes down to Egypt to prison, goes all the way up, and then all the way back down, only to go all the way back up again with the final redemption. With us leaving Egypt, we take his bones. It's Moshe Rabbeinu himself who, who takes his bones out of the Nile, and we know that it's, it's a, a, the merit of, of Joseph that, that, the, that the sea splits. And then we go to Mount Sinai, which is obviously the, the merging of heaven and earth and the opening up of all the heavens. So, so, so Joseph's end is, 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 is really the, 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 the pinnacle of existence. So it goes all the way, all the way up. So where do you see that in their names? And how do you see Yaakov and Yosef having the same name? So, so let's look at Yaakov first. So everybody knows that, that the letter Yud in Torah is, stands for, for godliness, basically. If you think of the, the name of Hashem, the Yud Kevavke, the Yud stands for the highest emanation of, of godliness in this world. So if you look at the name Yaakov, it's actually composed of two parts. It's Yud, Akev. Akev means the heel of the body, which is the lowest part of the body. So, and in fact, one of the fascinating things is, is that if you, I love to sort of demonstrate this, but, but 
Try this at home. If you walk from one room to another room, the very last part of your body that leaves the room is the heel. And so, the heel represents not just the bottom part of your body, the lowest part of your body, but it also represents the, the last part of this epoch, which is why the Messianic era is called Ikhve de Meshiche, the, the heel of Mashiach. Because it's the very end part of this, of this period of history. So, to review, Yaakov is the letter Yud, godliness, descending down to the lowest place. Now, let's look at the name of his top student, of Yosef. Yosef is Yud Sof. Sof means end. So, in other words, it's the letter Yud, it's godliness, going all the way down. So, it's the exact same name. And you see, the life of Yosef is... The letter yet is godliness descending down to the lowest places in the world and illuminating them. And in this respect, all of us are Yosef. Because all of us have neshamas, souls that come from a very, very high place, that come down to this bottom level of existence in order to illuminate and reveal the godliness that exists there. So now I want to connect this to the midst of Tefillin. And um, those of you who, who put on tefillin, and if you don't, you got to, because tefillin is, like, amazing. And I've been putting it on for years, and I only realized this, really, within the last few days. And so, I mean, the great thing about Torah and mitzvahs is that if you continue to learn, you, you, you have no idea what it is that you're doing exactly. It just gets more and more amazing and more and more amazing. So, so let's look at this mitzvah of tefillin. And you'll see, you'll see the life story of Yosef being enacted every time you put on tefillin. Okay. So, when you put on the arm tefillin, you know there's a, a box that you put over your bicep which presses against your heart. But um, there's a little knot there, um, which is the letter Yud. The, 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 like the Yud of Yosef, which stands for godliness. Now, I was just reading in the tefillin book by Rabbi Ari Kaplan, all, all, all of us have the custom, there are many different ways to wrap tefillin, but all of us have the custom that on your forearm you make seven windings. And those seven windings, he says, represent the seven lower sphere rope. Um, so, so going all the way down to Malchus, which is the last of the sphere rope. Now, I do it Chabad style. So, on the upper part of my arm, I have three windings, which would be the top three sphere rope, and then the seven windings on the forearm, which are the lower seven sphero, which are the ten sphero. In other words, <coughs> believe it or not, every time you put on tefillin, you are making a map of the entire cosmos on your body. But, interestingly, you're taking this letter Yud, which begins at the very top of the tefillin, where the box is, and you're wrapping all the way down to the sphere of Malchus which is this dimension that we live in right now. So that's Yosef, Yud Sof. It's the letter Yud going all the way down to this level of existence. Okay. Now, I wish I could tell you the source of what I'm about to tell you, but I think it's a very ancient teaching, which is that the entire a person's body, male, female, is a spelling out of the name of Hashem, of the Yud Kevavke. And how do you see that? Well, the the head is the letter Yud. And if you actually look in profile, 
with the head and the neck, it actually looks like the letter Yud. And then, if you were to sort of like put out your arms, kind of like a coat hanger, you'll see that it, your upper torso actually spells out the letter Hay. And then the trunk of your body, from your neck to your waist, is the letter Vav. Hello. Hey. Hey. And then your lower frame, your trunk and your legs also spell out the letter Hay. So, in other words, you have your head is Yud, your frame is Hay, your trunk is Vav, and your bottom torso is Hay. And that spells out the name of God. So, so now, so now that you see that your body is spelling out the name of God, what's, what's very interesting about this letter Yud, now remember, we're, we're talking about the life of Yosef, and we're talking about the Yud, how Yosef descended all the way to the lowest place, but then he goes all the way up to the highest place, to the pinnacle of existence, because that's, that's his destiny, that's the destiny of all of us. So, the letter Yud is actually very interesting, because it's composed of two parts. There's the Yud that you know, but there's a little spike on the top of the Yud. It's called the Kudshel Yud, the thorn of the Yud. And that, that part of the Yud is actually, mystically, it's, it's very, very, very significant. And among other things, what it, what it, what it represents... <coughs> is that when God created the world and he shone a light into the empty space, that light is called the Kav, that light that God shined in to this, that, that, that God compressed and made physicality itself, that light is the tip of the Yud. Right? So, so it connects us, that tip of the Yud connects us to the Orient Sof, like to the highest places. So now... When I saw in this safer this amazing thing, this book, which is that, remember, your head stands for a yud. The tefillin on top of your head is the kod shel yud. It's the tip of the yud. And where does it connect to? To the orein sof. Now, that's the name of Hashem. That means light without end. But think about it. It's the yud connecting to the sof. Yosef. So, so in other words... What we're saying is every time you put on tefillin, not only are you making a map of the cosmos on your body, but you're also making a narrative of the entire history of the world and all of existence, which is the descent of the light into this realm, and then its connection, its return all the way back to God. So, so, so let me just conclude by saying the following, which is that, which is that, Everybody knows when you put on tefillin, what happens is, <laughs> what happens is, what happens is, is that you, you put it on your arm, the seven windings, the seventh representing Malchus, which is this realm. Then you put it on your head, connecting it all the way back up to the top. But then you finish the winding on your head. So in other words, the, the, the final act of tying tefillin isn't done yet. Which is to say the following which is that all of this is well and good. This is the story of absolutely everything. But then, it's all in your hands. Because the final winding is in your hand. In other words, we know the story, we know where we've been, and we know where we're going. But now the final act of putting on tefillin is the fact that it's in your hand. And you do the final wrapping on your hand itself, 
And what do you say? You say, you, you say the marriage vows. Essentially, you're, you're, you're binding heaven and earth, you're binding yourself with God, you're binding all existence together with love. And of course, the great gematria, that in Hebrew the word love, ava, is the same as echad, love and oneness, is exactly the same. And you're bringing it all together. But it's through the work of your hands. So, Hashem should bless us that we should all be able not just to spell out and tell the story of existence, but that we should be active partners in terms of seeing it to its ultimate conclusion.